Yeah, Flash is back. Uh, you know, uh, this episode is uh, episode 21, and I've entitled it Overcoming Odds and Never Give Up. And, you know, Flash has had to overcome a lot of odds in his life, and I'm continuing to have to overcome odds. And uh, one thing about Flash is I'm going to keep on keeping on, and I ain't never going to give up. And I want everybody to listen to this little clip that I got here on uh, not giving up and beating odds. I think you all like it. Stop looking for a quick fix to your problem. You can't do everything at once, but you can do something at once make a decision and take action listen to this there's no such thing as indecision you either decide or you decide not to decide but you have decided get it how do we maintain confidence how do we overcome those moments in life when we feel intimidated or inadequate or even defeated by the opportunity that's coming our way. Give up every thought about quitting. The Bible says those who endure to the end shall be saved. Endurance is a Bible theme. President Calvin Coolidge said, nothing in the world can take the place of persistence. Talent will not. Nothing is more common, he said, than unsuccessful men with talent. Genius will not. Unrewarded genius is almost a proverb. The president continues, education will not. The world is full of educated derelicts. Persistence and determination alone will win the day, end of quote. Persistence and determination will win the day. You will never stand in the winner's circle unless you finish the race. Stopping at third base is just as bad as making an out. Never give in and never give up. Quitters do not win. And winners do not quit. Quitting is actually murdering your opportunity. We quit jobs because the boss wants you to come to work and look reasonably alive for eight hours. Well, that's just too much. So you quit. The sign on a business that I saw. If you don't believe the dead come back to life, hang around here till five o'clock. We quit school, we drop out. If it demands study, if it demands effort, if it demands scholarship, if it demands you can't do what you want because five nights a week you need to study two hours, if it means passing the test, well forget it, you just quit. One student said to his English teacher, I don't think I deserve an F on this essay. The teacher said, I don't think you deserve an F on that essay either, but unfortunately, that's as low as we grade around here. We quit marriages. Your dream lover becomes a nightmare. Don't raise your hand. Love is a dream. Marriage is the alarm clock. We quit church. Sermons on sin. Sermons on holiness. Tithing. Spiritual authority. Dear God, what fanatics those people must be. We start developing self-confidence when we stop making excuses about our situation. All great living begins when you accept responsibility for your life. You know what I've noticed about God's trials? He hardly ever tells you, this is a trial, and if you hold out for six months, you'll be through. 
And some of us get to five months and 29 days and we give up. We didn't know we only had one more day. Never give up. There's no precedent in the Bible for giving up. God determines how long the test will last, not we. You see, waiting is one of the tests to which God almost invariably subjects the servants he intends to use. I'll give you just a little list. Abraham. You're going to have a son who will be the head of a nation that will be unique in the earth. How long did he have to wait? 25 years. He had to watch his wife past the age of childbearing and still wait. It amazes me that Abraham is so highly rated in the Bible. But what did he do? Well, essentially, he was a prosperous cattle farmer. And he wandered around the area to the east end of the Mediterranean, looking after his flocks and his herds. He did nothing very dramatic. Until the time came that he offered up, or was willing to offer up his son Isaac. I've often asked myself, what was it in Abraham that caused God to esteem him so highly that he was called the friend of God. And I'm not sure that I really know the answer. But I think one way he earned God's favor was by waiting. Some of you are going to forfeit God's favor if you don't wait. And then there was Joseph. I love the passage in Psalm 105 that speaks about Joseph. I think I can identify with this to some extent from my own experience. Psalm 105 verse 17 and following. God sent a man before them, Joseph, who was sold as a slave. They hurt his feet with fetters. His soul came into iron. Somebody said the iron came into his soul. Until the time that his word came to pass, the word of the Lord tested him. See, that's a test. The Lord gives you a glorious promise. Tremendous. And after that, everything goes the opposite way. Instead of becoming the ruler over your brethren, you end up in a jail in Egypt. And I can't think of a worse place to be in jail than Egypt. What was God doing? Testing him. What was the test? Waiting. And then if you want to look at others, Moses. It says in Numbers 12 verse 3, Moses was the meekest man on earth. How did Moses learn meekness? For waiting, by waiting 40 years. Somebody asked another preacher friend of mine, why did God keep Moses waiting 40 years? And the answer was because he couldn't do it in 39. 
God will not finish until the test is complete. When Moses first thought he could deliver Egypt, he was Israel out of Egypt, he was a very arrogant young man. Forty years later, he was the meekest man on earth. And no one except Jesus has ever exercised such authority as Moses exercised. So if you want to have authority, you know what you need to cultivate? Meekness. God cannot trust his authority to the arrogant, the proud, the self-assertive. We had a, a prophetic word that said that in so many ways. You know the condition for promotion in the kingdom of God? It's very easy. It's abase yourself. Everyone who abases himself will be exalted. But on the other hand, everyone who exalts himself will be abased. That's right. You have the choice. That's an unalterable law that governs the universe. People talk about breaking God's laws. That's not true. We don't break God's laws. God's laws break us if we break them. And then let's think just about David for a moment. Another young man who was given tremendous promises of God. And he spent the next, I don't know how many years, I think probably about 15 years living, as he said himself, like a dead dog or a partridge on the mountains, running away from the man whom he was to succeed as king. Why does God permit... Well, Hi, I everybody, I'm Pastor Keith. Yes, Pastor Y'all know us. I really enjoy that. Uh, you know, uh, that's one thing that Flash is going to have to work on, and uh, that's... Uh, Meekness, you know, that's one thing that I've always had trouble with, and right. I know I'm going to have continue to have trouble with it. In fact, why does God ordain that? What is He looking for? In one word, I didn't hear you. Endurance, that's right. You cannot bypass endurance. You know whom I'm speaking to at the moment? Me. You cannot bypass endurance and enter into the promises of God. You can come so far. The completeness is only through endurance. And just when it seems impossible to hold on, that's the time to hold on. Don't give in. I would like to say that to several of you individually. You're in the test. You're doing all right. Just hang in there. Don't back out. Don't give up. God is faithful. I've been asked sometimes if I had a message to leave for posterity, what would it be? I always say I can give it to you in three words. God is faithful. I'll tell you another thing about waiting. It causes us to realize more and more our dependence on God. I can't do anything. I can't make it happen. I don't know when he's coming. I just depend on him. We're dependent on him. So waiting 
causes us to realize in an altogether new measure our dependence on Jesus. And you know, there's another element in our lives that we don't think much about, and that's the element of faith. You think of the faith that you have to have every day. You have to have faith that your wife didn't put poison in your coffee this morning. You have to have faith in her. She might have felt like it, but she didn't. You have to have faith in the bank. When you write a check and sign it and you have money in the bank, you have to have faith that the bank's going to pay it. You have to have faith in the government. When you pull out a dollar bill, now I know it's shrinking, but you have faith that back of it is a dollar, that people will accept it as money. Everything we do is by faith. Now, for example, when I come up on a hill and I live in the mountains of North Carolina, and we have a lot of hills, I don't stop my car before I get to the crest of the hill and get out and walk over and see if somebody's coming up the other side on the wrong side. I have faith to believe that the drivers are going to stay on their side. Faith, 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 everything. When you sat in that chair, had you ever sat in that chair before? I bet you didn't pick it up and examine it and put your hands on it to see if it would hold you. By faith, you just sat down in it. You had faith that people wouldn't build a chair that wouldn't hold you. Everything we do is by faith. All right, take the same faith. Put it in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, and you will know who Jesus is. You accept him by faith, and he comes into your life and into your heart, and you know that he's who he claims to be. The Bible says without faith, it is impossible to please God. Say that with me. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. Faith is the victory, the Bible says, that overcomes the world. Put those two verses together, and you are guaranteed to be victorious in every battle you find yourself in life. Faith starts out before you know how it's going to turn out. If you know the end from the beginning, that's not faith. That's just doing something. Faith does not demand miracles. Faith produces miracles. Great faith is the product of great fights that are won in the arena of life. The Bible talks about little faith and it talks about great faith. How do you get from little faith to great faith? You get from little faith to great faith by fighting this fight and then another one that's greater and then another one that's greater and another one that's greater and they continuously increase in size until you are fighting the giants. That's what it is. Great faith is born on the battlefield of life. Great testimonies are the outcome of great tests. Every stumbling block can become a stepping stone. Every opposition can become an opportunity. Faith is not believing that God can do it. Faith is believing that God will do it. And he will do it for you and will do it right now. There are 1,000 ways to please the Lord. But none of them will work without faith. Faith helps you walk fearlessly, run confidently, and live victoriously. God is not moved by your emotions. God is only moved by your faith. I have seen people pray emotionally. Oh God, please, please. God has said here he will do it. 
All you have to do is get out of the emotional state and get in the faith dimension and say, God, I thank you, you are doing it. I may not see it with my natural eye, but I know it's going to happen. And I'm standing on the faith of the word of God. It will happen. Make that happen. When you hear the word of God and you obey it, you go from glory to glory. You grow from first grade to second grade to third grade faith to middle school to high school to graduate school and now you are really fighting big battles. And you're not concerned because you and God have a working relationship. You are bound. If you live in the Dallas area and you are tired of settling with your career, with your income, and with your freedom, then turn up your speakers. By your own self-imposed limitations. Go to a self-improvement seminar and you'll hear some enthusiastic leader tell you to read his wonderful book and it will build your confidence. I'm holding in my hand the most powerful confidence builder that's in your house or that's in your mind. This is authored by God the Holy Spirit and it has supernatural power. You hear what I'm saying to you? It has supernatural power. There is faith unlimited in this book. The devil's not afraid of you, but when you start quoting this book, he is terrified of you. You have awesome power in the name of Jesus and in the blood of Jesus and in the word of Jesus. Read this book and it will take your dull, boring, pity pot, wallflower personality and transform it into a ball of divine fire. This sacred book will cause you to meet men and women and do the impossible thing because faith in God can help you accomplish anything. They conquered giants in the Bible. They walked in and out of the fiery furnace without the smell of smoke upon them. Moses led two million people across the wilderness for 40 years. It rained manna every morning. The cloud by day to cool them off. The fire by night to warm them. Got water gushed out of a rock that fed two million people and their livestock. And the Bible says there was not one sick nor feeble among them for 40 years. And look at it, get this. Their clothes did not wear out for 40 years. Dear God, bring that back. David said, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. That's confidence. This book says the Lord is my high tower. It says God is my shield and my buckler. It says the Lord is your fortress and deliverer. He is your Jehovah Shammah. He is Jehovah Jireh. He's the God who is there. He is the rock of your salvation. He's the one who was and is and evermore shall be. He is the fairest of 10,000. He is one wonderful counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting Father. He is the bright and the morning star, the lily of the valley, and the rose of Sharon. He is the conqueror of death, hell, and the grave. He is the Lord of glory. He is the light of the world. He is the Lamb of God. He is the Lion of Judah. Give him praise in this house, for he's worthy of that praise. 
hope you guys enjoyed that uh you know what i got when i heard that i wanted to share it with everyone what i get out of it is you can't give up you got to keep your faith and you got to keep on keeping on i appreciate all you guys tuning in tonight tune back in with me sunday night i give you 110 percent guarantee that i'll be on the air and i'm gonna stay on there thank you guys good night